grandpas, uncles, big brothers, who surrogate as a father, we wish them all a happy Father's Day. So before we go much farther, I want to say that um, we have some very sad news about one of our own, Matthew, who passed away this week. Um, Matthew Minnick. From my understanding, he's been here since he was a kid. He, he had always talked to me about the youth group, you know, and uh, right when he got sick, he was getting ready to do his testimony at the youth group. Anyway, he, it was a very sudden. He went in Wednesday to the hospital in Madison, and Thursday he passed away. So we will be having the memorial service here at General Shepherd Saturday at 11 o'clock, food following in the fellowship hall, approximately 1 o'clock. And he is going to be truly missed. He, he did the video back there with his brother. He, he did um, the sound with Cecil. He was always here as a helper. He would always help set tables up, move chairs. He helped paint in here. He helped paint Gary's office. He, he will truly be missed. He was, he such was a, a youth leader, too. Huh? He was a youth leader. He was a youth leader in the youth department here. My first thought, and I mean, you all have different thoughts. You all known him a lot longer than I have, but my first thought was he's with Pastor Judy up there. And just the ones here at the church, and he was Rick, then Mike, David. And, I, and all I could think of the whole time is, wow, is he having a good time. And with um, Pastor Judy's son, um, Kevin. Kevin. He, he talked about Kevin all the time. Hey, guys, so glad you're here. Uh, in case you don't know, we're just talking about how Matthew passed away this week. Look up there. We're having the memorial service here Saturday. And those are just the ones I knew of the last two years that passed away here at the church. But my first thought was he is having a rejoicing time in heaven at this moment. And he will be truly, truly missed. But I wanted to let everybody know that's what's going on here. So that would be next this coming Saturday, today, Sunday, Monday, this Saturday, the 25th at 11 o'clock here at General Shepherd. Okay. And then from that sad news, <laughs> I just want to continue on asking for major prayer for Pastor Gary. He's not able to see. It's, um, it was good last Sunday. It was, it was. And then the bleeding started again Monday behind the eye, and so he's still without sight. So we need to lift him up. So as we open this morning, we'll lift up Matt's family and Pastor Gary. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you that we can come into this house. We thank you that we can come into this house and, and be with you, Lord Jesus, and lay our burdens down. And so we lift up Matt's family, Mom Connie that's here, and Brother Jeff that's here, and the rest of the extended family, Lord, as they're going through this hard time of this loss of their son and brother. We lift them up to you, Lord Jesus, and we lift Gary up to you as he's going through this very hard time and not being able to see. Father God, he's your son. So we just ask a miracle on Gary's life, Lord. A miracle that only you can do, Lord Jesus. 
And Father God, also on this day of Father's Day, we lift all the dads up to you, Lord Jesus. And we pray that the dads would come to know you personally so they can be the godly influence that you have expected them to be here on earth, Lord, Had you gave examples for them here on earth, Lord Jesus. We lift them up to you today. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. 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 He's my comfort when I'm weary. He's my shelter from the storm. He's my armor when in battle. And in the cold, he keeps me warm. Give God the glory. Give God the glory. Give God. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. So I will give God all of my praise. He is my comfort. When I'm weary, he's my shelter from the storm. He's my armor when in battle. And in the cold, he keeps me warm. Give God the glory. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. So I will give God all of my praise. Give God.
give you the victory. And he will give you the victory. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my feet. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my feet. Can you believe what the Lord has done in me? Can you believe what the Lord has done in me? He saved me, cleansed me, turned my life around, set my feet upon the solid ground. Can you believe what the Lord has done in me? Strength, the healing power, this fire. 
It's who you are. It's who 
It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who you are, and I'm not 
Your grace is enough, more than I need. At your word I will believe. I wait for you, draw near again. Let your spirit make me new, and I will fall at your feet. I will fall at your feet, and I will worship you here. Your presence in me, Jesus, light the way. By the power of your word, I am restored, I am redeemed. By your spirit, I am free, and I will fall at your feet. I will fall at your feet, and I will worship you here. 
never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh, Father God, that is who you are. We thank you. We thank you, God, that you are the God of all of us. You are the God, the Father God, the one we can turn to, the one we can cry on the shoulder of. Lord, we thank you. You are our Heavenly Father, our mighty God. Oh, Lord Jesus, we worship you today. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. And this Father's Day, I want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day, and it is so good to see the Lewis family. This is what a Christian father does, is bring his kids to church on Father's Day. <laughs> so that is wonderful to see you guys. Um, and there's many fathers out there watching that uh, I do wish you all a happy Father's Day. But for right now... We just want to make sure that uh, everybody knows that next Sunday is such a special Sunday. Jimmy Jack Whitaker will be here next Sunday. Yes, <laughs> he's loved. Uh, you'll see his flyers out there. Um, there. He's in the bulletin. So he'll be taking the service next Sunday. There'll be no uh, kids' world. Everything will be dealt with letting him have the whole service to minister to us in, in uh, word and in song. So that's next Sunday. And I see coming up here on the 25th is Rachel's birthday. And then next week, the 27th, is um, Rebecca's birthday. As you look around, I just got a message from Rebecca that she won't be here. Rebecca is the kids' world teacher. Is JoJo here? That working? Okay. Okay. Um, Normally, Gary would take a Sunday, I would take a Sunday, and, Re and Rebecca take a Sunday. Well, under the circumstances with Gary, I'm, I'm preaching, so Rebecca's been taking the Sundays, and she's sick, and we have no one else. So, <laughs> that is working out real well, <laughs> and I'm, that's how we're going to do it today, is no kids' world. And next week, there won't be, so that uh, everybody can be in here with Jim. Also, we want to remind everyone that the Bible study, and it's, it's coming along really good. It, it's um, Joyce Meyer, what is it called? Okay, Battlefield of the Mind. Thank you. Yeah, um, which I'm teaching. I just heard from Marguerite the other day. They're up in Alaska, Anchorage, I believe, and she'll be back, oh, who knows, sometime in July. <laughs> They're having a great time. <laughs> Stay, you know. Um, so I'm teaching it, and we're putting the men and the women together at this moment until Pastor Gary decides what he's going to do. And uh, 
until God decides what he's going to do, I would say. And the men are enjoying it. Right, Jeff? <laughs> the men are. I said we don't have any extra books, but you can look it up online and you can share it with your wife. But we do have, and um, I can give you next week's is chapter 6, um, the papers to fill out for next week later on today. So anyway, we're having a good time being together. Gary had done it all together for about six months. So I guess it's my turn to do it together. <laughs> so that's the announcements for today. And we have, what song do you do during the offering? Um, what song would you like to do? We bring a sacrifice of praise. And do you have the special today? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get ready to prepare our offering and bring that forth. And then after that, Tanya would do the special. And then we'll have our special Father Day gifts we got for everybody. And I hope you would truly love your gifts and the special sermon we have today to honor all fathers. Okay? You're not going to pray. All right. Well, thank you, because I really don't do the singing, so <laughs> thank you, guys. Let's put this together and pray over it, and then Tanya can do the special. Oh, that's right. I remember now. <laughs> okay, Father God, we just lift this up to you, Lord. May it be pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over. Father God, may it meet the needs of your church, and may you bless those who have given, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Dwayne. My father was a, a Father's Day baby. He was born right on Father's Day. But his birthday was this week, the 16th, and he turned 82. He's an old man. He's an old man. But we, he, he's lived a long life. He's lived lo longer than his own father. So he keeps going. His, his mother passed away at 92. So, I mean, he'll have a while. But, um, but I, I have always looked to God for uh, fatherly wisdom in that aspect. My dad is also very spiritually minded and very knowledgeable about the Bible. And so, but, so I have like a double father, you know, I have God the father and I have my own father. So I am blessed. I'm blessed. So, but today I'm going to sing your favorite name is father. Almighty God, Lord of all creation, 
Thank you. Thank you. Gabriel, would you come up here, please? You're going to have to help me today, right? Okay, dads. Last week, I asked, I had Rebecca ask some of the kids if there was a man that was going to become a new dad, what advice would they give that dad to be a good father? Okay? So we know one child said, a new house. You would give your children a new house to be a good dad. We, we had another child say, to be a good dad, you have to spoil them. You have to spoil those kids. Yeah. And the other one said, make sure they have food. Which, yeah, that is true. Okay. Then we said, <laughs> oh, you'll love this one, Dwayne. Then we'll say, what things would a grandpa do if they're going to be a good grandpa? Get internet. Get internet. I wonder who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> you? Okay. Another one said to be a good grandpa, you make cheesecake every day. And then another one says, feed them. I think that one child had food on his mind. But then we had Wednesday night kids make a, a thing that said five things I love about my dad. And all of them had put on there when he plays with me. They had things like, you know, when the, he gives me food. But they all put on there they like their dad because, because why? I didn't know what that meant. Can you explain that? Oh, Gabriel said he likes his dad when he gets mulberries from his dad. Yeah, okay. With no strange bugs on them. That, that is a good thing, yeah. Okay, okay. So we're going to have Gabriel, and James just left. <laughs> Will he be back soon? Okay, uh, we're going to have Gabriel help give out the presents. So what we have for the guys today, we have a pen that says man of God with a bookmarker that talks about being a man of God. Then we have, because the ladies got candy, then we have every three beef sticks. The beef, well, it's not for you, it's for the dads. Beef sticks. 100% beef. That's what we thought instead of, of candy. So, Gabriel, this is what I need for you to do. All the men get three beef sticks and one pen. And remember, we have a man up there. We have a man over there. Then you got your grandpa. And then when James comes back, and there's Paul. Okay? Can you go do that? Okay. And then today, after church, guys, we have a photo booth back there for Father's Day, that we want to get pictures with everybody and if they have their family here. And then we have refreshments in the foyer after church for all the fathers, too. So when I seen James leave, I thought, he's being a dad. 
<laughs> he's being a good dad. Okay, he's back, so we got to make sure James gets his gift too, Gabriel. Okay, ain't nothing like announcing you, huh? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, I was just noticing Noah was just sitting on your lap and just so peaceful. And I thought, I bet his spirit reminds him of this church when he was in Mama's tummy, all the prayer and everything, because he's just so peaceful, you know, just thinking of that. So Mark Twain, everybody know who Mark Twain was? He said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to even look at that old man. But when I got 21... I was astonished at how much that old man learned in seven years. <laughs> how many times can we relate to that? Now, here's something I want to share with you. Someone wrote these humorous words entitled, The Word According to Dad. Everybody, was there enough beef sticks for everybody to get three? Okay, and everybody got that? Okay, let's put that paper on top of that and put it over there. Yep. There and we'll grab that papers and put it on top of there, and we have and thank you, Gabriel. Thank you. So, um, some words that dads might have said in their lifetime to their children: "Quiet, I'm watching the ball game." Don't forget to check that all. Bring back all the change. Yeah. How should I know? Ask your mother. <laughs> Guys might have said to their kids, I'm not made out of money. This is my favorite. You're going and you're going to have fun. I could just hear that one. You're going and you're just going to have fun. The other one, a man might have said to uh, his kids, who's paying the bills around here anyway? Don't put your feet on the furniture. Your mother will kill you. <laughs> Always goes back to the mom, don't it? <laughs> Another one is be quiet. Can't you see I'm trying to think? <laughs> this is another one. Uh, uh, Dad might have said to his kids, "If you don't quit that, I'm going to call your mother." <laughs> and just wait till you have kids of your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, being a parent, and see, so you want to get the video together? Being a parent and a father can be an interesting and a trying experience. <laughs> and guess what? It never ends. <laughs> Either they're little or they grow up and still have things going on that they need their dad. So, um, for Father's Day, we have a small clip here that Cecil's putting together. And when Tanya was talking about her dad, my dad's been gone for 48 years. So Father's Day has never been a thing in my family because he's been gone for 48 years, you know. Um, but my son's dad and I were married, and he left us when my son was 18 months old. So I was father throughout his life. And on Father's Day, when my son started going to school, they made cards and gifts for Daddy. And he would bring me things that would say, To Daddy, Dash, Mommy. <laughs> Because that's what I was, a dad and a mom, you know, for that. So um, those are just things that sometimes the storybook family doesn't always work <laughs> for all of us with our fathers. 
So do you have it ready, Cease? Almost, okay. So that's why I always want to make sure. I had told Gary for some time I want to do a Father's Day message. And I want him to do a Mother's Day message someday in life while this day came <laughs> today. So I was kind of happy about doing a Father's Day message. But at this moment, we're going to turn the lights off, and we're going to have a few-minute clip here on Father's Day. Dad, what was Grandpa like whenever you were my age? I don't know. He's like a dad. Did Grandpa make you listen to this terrible music? You mean, did he culture me? You bet he did. Did Grandpa get lost too? Sometimes, we're not lost. Recalculating route to your destination. You will arrive in approximately two days, three hours. What's your license insurance? Did uh, Grandpa have a lead foot too? Amen. Grandpa teach you to pray before every meal like that? Yeah. For every meal. Did Grandpa do that too? Yeah. Gagging. I'm not paying you guys to sit around and look at pictures. Chop, chop! My stuff's not gonna get to a condo on the golf course by itself. Has Grandpa always been so bossy? Always. Is he actually paying us? Not a chance. <laughs> you really are a lot like him, aren't you? Well, thank you, see, so you chose that one. You picked that one out. Thank you. Legacy. Okay. Yeah. So today, I want to share with you and take a moment to focus on Ephesians 6, 4. Ephesians 6, 4. And let's get that in our Bible and read it real quick. Ephesians 6, 4. 
6, 4 says, Fathers, do not aspirate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Now, some says aspirate. Some say provoke your children. But you know what? This, these verses, there's three things. This, this simple verse talks to dads because it says fathers specifically. I noticed that. Not mothers, fathers. Don't provoke your children to anger. It says that in 6.4. Do not provoke your children to anger. And this applies by treating them and modeling beside them correct emotional self-control. That's what that's talking about. Self-control that you're supposed to model toward your children. Number two, it talks about bringing up or nurturing and cherishing and disciplining and training your children. All of that in verse 4. Number three is calling attention to you to war be warning of the Lord and to learn to love the Lord. So when we put all this together, it talks about modeling, emotions, controlling children, correcting them, and warning them, and turning them to the Lord. It is really more important that we train our kids for eternity than we do for the world. Since 30% of kids grow up without a dad at home, 30% of kids grow up without a dad at home, we know there has to be another source, another example for them to learn how to develop to be a good, godly man. And that example is Jesus Christ. We have to turn our children toward Jesus Christ. Those of us who don't have the example of a godly father the father turns them to Jesus Christ, but when there's not example, then that is on mom to turn them to Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of examples in the Bible. And the best dad takes the example from Jesus Christ himself. He passes that legacy of the Lord Jesus in his life onto his children. And the greatest gift a father can give to his children is to be like Jesus. I think that should be a big amen, to be like Jesus, to love his family. That's what dads need to do is love their family. So there's examples in the Bible. One example is when Peter asked the Lord how they were going to pay their taxes. Jesus told him to go to the, get a fish and get the coin out of the fish's mouth. That was Father God showing provision. You have to provide for your family. A man who slacks, no, you need to be a provider. When Jesus fed the multitude of people with a few loaves and a few fishes, of, a few loaves of bread and a few fishes, he showed provision as a father who needs to do that for his family. In the same way, dads also need to take the responsibility to provide for their family. And it's hard for men and dads to provide and be balanced in nurturing their family also. So many times, guys go into providing and going into three jobs and never, ever see their children. It's a hard balance, but one of which every father needs to learn to do. 
And a man has to constantly look at God for direction to manage his household. Men without God in their life, <clears throat> I don't know how they would do it because they really need to look toward God to be the example. A father also needs to express his love through discipline. Now, that's a difficult one because <clears throat> the word is express your love <laughs> through discipline. That's not a dad who starts swinging the belt or slapping the kids or knocking them around. No. Do discipline in love. So example is when Jesus rebuked Peter, he said, Satan, get thee behind me. At that time, he portrayed the power of love through an act of discipline. He didn't want Peter to go back and get lost in his old way of thinking. Discipline is very difficult, and it's oftentimes received by the children as a bad thing. But it is primary the fruit of a father to love in discipline. Proverbs 3, 11 through 12 my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Do not resent his rebuke because the Lord dis disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. So fathers are to love and discipline, which is a hard thing to do, but it is a balance. And I heard this said one time, and I thought this was really good. Fathers also need to make sure they protect their wives against the children children will come against moms in two seconds dads need to be there and say you cannot treat your mom that way the best thing i ever heard is when a man stood up and said that was my wife before she became your mom and you don't treat my wife that way and second you don't treat your mother that way when that is told to children they grow up to respect women they grow up to be good husbands and we need to train our guys in that, very much so. So, turn with me to Timothy 2.8. Timothy 2.8. Now, Paul did this first letter to Timothy. And it's Timothy 2.8. See to it that no one takes your captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which people depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Well, no, I've got the wrong one completely. I got Colossians. Sorry about that. I thought that didn't make sense. Timothy 2.8. Let me get the right one. Ah, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. Why did Paul write that to Timothy? Because Paul followed Timothy as his son. And he wanted to teach Timothy that a godly man lifts up his hands to the Lord. And this should be an example to the children. It talks about how he wishes every man would have that faith, that self-control, and not doubt the love of the Lord. We have to have roles in our life, and having a godly man role makes a difference to children, especially boys. But having strong godly men roles is something that seems to lack in America today.
What we get on TV for role models are Homer, Homer Simpson, Tim the Toolman Taylor, Al Bundy, George Jetson, Fred Flintstone, and Ozzy Osbourne. And even nowadays, you get two men raising a child. That's just some of the fathers that's been on TV from the 80s and 90s. Back in the 50s, you had Leave it to Beaver. You had Andy Griffin. That went away in the 60s and by the 70s. Yeah, all those are in the 50s. And most people were growing up with a Homer Simpson, <laughs> you know, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, not role models we want to have as fathers. So I asked you, did any of you have fathers to watch? Were there were they a godly man? Were they a model to you? Did they have genuine peace inside them? Did they have confidence in their relationship with God? Did they have relationships with others that they could say, you could say, I want to be just like him? Sometimes it's grandfathers we have that with. I want to just be like him. I remember, um, <clears throat> y'all know Nathan Biggerstaff, Cecil's grandson, youngest grandson, grandson huh I forget about Daniel yeah because I was thinking of Nathan's father Daniel um yeah it wasn't a real good role model and then he ended up being an accident he was in a coma for most of Nathaniel's life Nathan's life and so we were I was all over to the house and Nathan says to me you see that man there he points to Cecil that's my grandpa. That's what I model my life from and no one else. And I, I don't know if Cecil was even in the room. I'm like, well, Nathan, you chose a good one, at least a godly one. You know, he hadn't had any other ones, you know. And, and so I thought that was really good. And to hear that he called Cecil this morning for Father's Day, that was really good. Because then Nathan's father went ahead after the coma passed away when he was young. So he never really had any good men in his life but grandpa so sometimes it is grandpa who models you know other ones there's christian men who take the stand to say i'm going to be the christian in this family and my children can look after me to be a role model and other times men have to grow up and they have to search inside a church building and try to find men to look at but what we all should do, men and women alike, is look to Father God <coughs> as our role model. So we can show in the Bible the different things that it says how to be a good dad. The Lord gives us examples how to be godly men. Fathers play a critical role in the lives of their children. They're called to be teachers. They're called to be providers disciplinaries, living examples. It's a very tall order to, to receive to be a good father. But if we turn to God and look at the examples he gives us in the Bible, it can be done. And many times I see fathers who's been not good because they weren't Christians, and then they get Christians later in life and think, oh, man, did I mess up when I was younger. But you know what? At any point, you can turn things around. You can be a good father to your adult children. 
you can be a good grandfather to the grandkids. So some examples in the Bible the, to model a perfect father. You ever thought of the prodigal son's father? That's found in Luke 15, 11 through 32. We're not going to read it. But, you know, prodigal just meant a person spending money and resources freely and recklessly having uh, and wastefully, not looking at the future. Actually, the father had two prodigal sons. One just stayed home doing it and one left doing it. But if you look at that scripture, you'll see this father chose to illustrate Father God's love and compassion. Because the father was what he was, the prodigal came home. And the father had open arms. He didn't give him a strong lecture and go, you go make it on your own. You don't ever come home. The doors are closed. No. He opened his arms and he said, you're still my son. I know you've done wrong, but you're still my son. So, so he was an example in the Bible. So if you look at Luke 15, you'll see this example that every Christian man should have. And that's a loving and forgiving heart toward your children. Another example in the Bible is the righteous man surrounded by wicked, uh, wickedness. That's Noah. It said, but Noah favored, found favor in the eyes of the Lord. That's Genesis 6-8. Noah lived in a very, very, very wicked time. But he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Should we not all, as Christians, find favor in the eyes of the Lord? You know, and because Moses... Because Noah, I'm sorry, because Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord in Genesis, God allowed him to be the one to build the ark. And Noah trusted God and listened to God. And he walked blamelessly among the people of his time. And he walked with God. That's what we should look at. So by faith, Noah trusted God's warning what was ahead. By faith, he protected his family. By faith, he prepared the ark. There is many times by faith we have to understand what God's doing so we can protect our family. And because of this obedience, Noah saved seven others, his wife, his three sons, and their wives, and that's who repopulated the earth. That's how much Noah and the very wicked world world still looked toward God and became the good father. The main point there is God blesses and protects those who listen and obey him. Okay? The, another example, the earthly father, a divine task. That's Joseph, the husband of Mary. Think about him. That's the stepfather to Jesus. So even though Joseph wanted to divorce Mary, he couldn't disgrace her. He didn't want to get married to her. He didn't want to disgrace her. So he went ahead because he heard from God. He heard from God many times throughout. It talks about if you look at, at um, Joseph and his character, he did what was right. He went ahead and married this young woman who was pregnant. He did what was right. He raised that child. He did what was right. And he taught that child that was not his own son how to be a carpenter, which is what he did. He taught that child, and he raised that child. And when Jesus himself went off at 12 years old 
and they couldn't find him, what did Mary say? She said, your father and I were looking for you. And what did he say? I'm with my father, God. He knew he had another father, the heavenly father. But Joseph still took care of him as he did other children. Him and Mary went ahead and had. He took care of Jesus as his own. But unfortunately, it looks as though Joseph had passed away before Jesus came into his full being of um, Jesus the Christ. But he was a righteous man, and he loved Jesus, Joseph did. And he did what was told to him. And the main point is he had integrity. And he took that down and showed Jesus earthly integrity. Integrity is so important to be a father. So we've had the natural father. We've had the stepfather. Now here's a good one, the father-in-law. You don't necessarily think of a father-in-law being somebody you look toward. But in the Bible, when we look at Jethro in Exodus 18, Jethro was Moses' father-in-law. And Jethro seen Moses being exhausted by always taking the disputes of all the people who was having complaints and responsibilities. And he worked day and night, day and night, trying to make sure that the camp was all okay because he took care of every dispute. And Jethro says in concern to Moses, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you the only judge? And why do people come to you all day long? And, of course, Moses replies, the people come to me because I inquire from God. When they have a dispute, they come to me and I decide between one person and the other. Jephro went on to say to Moses, you learn to delegate. You get other brothers that are Christians and hear from God. You, get, you delegate so you're not so exhausted all the time. So Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did what he said. God gives other men wisdom to help dads. He will have, that's why we have a men's breakfast. Other men to learn about other men and, and share different problems going on. And that's how he did it with, he used the father-in-law of Moses to do that. So anybody who's a dad that says, I don't have a good role model, I don't know how to do this, look in the Bible. The Bible over and over and over again tells exactly how to be a good father because Jesus Christ, Father God, is the good dad. Both parenting and fatherhood can be a real trial, and it can be a real blessing, two-edged sword. <laughs> but today I want to say thank you for the dads. We need to stand up and say thank you, dads, for material provision. Thank you, dads, for faithful instruction. Thank you, dads, for godly instruction. Thank you for material provision. We need to say thank you, dads, for all that you do. Not just today. Today is a day we're honoring dads here at the church, but all times. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, if anyone does not provide for their, his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Whew, that's powerful. There's no laziness in being a good father. And what was the old saying? Anybody can 
produce a child, but not anybody could be a good dad. And a good dad is making provision for their family. A good dad is showing them how to go to God. A good dad gives food and shelter and shows what Christ is all about. So today, we say, have good wisdom in the Lord. Show your children who God is. Provide for them. Teach them. Discipline them. And above all, love them. So many times, men have this thing about not showing emotion so the child grows up never believing they were loved by their dad. I remembered I was 45 years old and I ran into somebody down in southern Illinois that knew my dad, which was very unusual because nobody, you know, he died so young. And they knew my dad and they said to me, your dad really loved you. And I looked at this person and I said, what? Your dad really loved you. You're making that one up, buddy. <laughs> no, he didn't. He never said a word about it. And he looked at me real funny. He said, he didn't say it to you, but he said it to all his friends. That was, you were daddy's girl. Now, okay, maybe the guy was lying. Maybe he was telling the truth. I have no clue, but he had no reason to lie. And I thought, he felt that way, and he died without me ever knowing it because he never said a word about it. <laughs> But he told his friends, men, tell your kids. <laughs> tell your kids you love them. You know, it's so important they hear it from your mouth. A lot and often. Yes, a lot and often. And I say to grandparents, tell your grandkids you love them. Now, grandpas seem to do better job than dads do because by this time they're already seasoned. <laughs> and, and, uh, the grandpas just seem to do a better job, but grandpas do still need to say they love them. Boys need to hear it from the guys. They need to hear that. So today, we have refreshments in the back. We have uh, pictures we want to take with you back here in front of the banner. And I want to say happy Father's Day to each and every one of you today. And <laughs> may God bless you all.